why we must commend Mendel for his uh, great research in the field of genetics. However, there are several findings that um, do not comply with his inherited patterns, inheritance pattern. There were some things that were not clear to him. And so we shall be looking at some of these things as we consider the amendment to Mendelian genetics. The amendments to Mendelian genetics. Uh, we shall be looking at some concepts like incomplete dominance, codominance, linkage, sex determination, sex-linked character, multiple alleles, polygenic inheritance, and mutation. These are just um, a number of those things that were not um, well understood by, or were not well captured by um, all of the explanation of Mendel. But um, as further findings reveals, um, we're able to get a clearer understanding on these um, matter. Now let's start with the first one, which is incomplete dominance. And um, for us to understand what this um, concept is all about, we need to just imagine that you have, of course, you know what a pure stock is. Um, in this case, we shall be looking, we shall be using a plant called four o'clock plant. Four o'clock plant, a pure stock of the red flower, four o'clock plant. If you are to represent that, that will be a, a double capital R and you are to cross it with a pure stalk of white-flowered four o'clock um, plants. So because it is white flower, you know how that will be represented as small letter R, double small letter R. Now, when you cross uh, their offspring together, when you cross these two plants together, remember in the theory of uh, Mendel, once you, you you cross together two pure stalks like this that are of different um, uh, color. What you are going to get is that all the offsprings are meant to be red because the red is dominant, so it will dominate the the recessive uh, white. So that's what you're supposed to get. But in this case of this plant, it was noted that the offsprings, even though they carry the genotype capital R and small r, but in terms of phenotype, that is how they appeared or manifest, they develop what we call a pink color flower. A pink color flower, that's what they... So in this case, it was a blend of the two colors, of um, red and white. Instead of having red dominate, the white did not accept for the red to dominate it. So in this case, there was a blend, and that was why a pink color, um, um, a, a pink color plant was um, realized. Then, having gotten this for the first filial generation, the crossing again. Now, self-pollinating this um, for filial, first filial generation individuals, when you cross-pollinate, you, sorry, you self-pollinate them. You to get now we want to see what will happen in the second filial generation. What was realized that there was a mixture of colors. Um, there was a mixture of red, pink, and white color. In fact, what happened was that 
the the the, the pink color the red color was 25 percent the pink color was 50 percent and the white color was um, 25 percent so that is a ratio of one to two to one so what we can deduce from this is that the red color and the white color that suddenly disappeared in the first filler generation but now they came up to reappear again in the second filler generation they have been on all time that is they were still there even though their parents did not justify this because what we saw was a pink color but the truth is that they were still there and they did not allow any one of them to dominate the other and so that's why in the second filler generation now we were able to cross with one who has the same situation with them and then those two colors now appear um, very clearly so that's what incomplete dominance is all about um, those two alleles for color plants could not dominate over the other in fact what they did was to modify each other and come up with a third phenotype and that process is called incomplete dominance it's called incomplete dominance so why mendel mentioned that they will be in ratio three to one the reality here assumed that they will be in ratio one to two to one that is what um, the concept of incomplete um, dominance makes clarification on so uh, mendel was right by saying that colors are segregated and transmitted um, and transmitted fine that is correct but it must be noted here that in incomplete dominance two alleles can produce an heterozygous um, phenotype that is different from the two homologous phenotype of the parents or of, of they themselves so a new blend is coming up or a third phenotype is coming up that is totally different from either of the parents so that is what the concept of incomplete dominance is all about Now let's look at another of such, such findings, new findings that we have, and this one is called the concept of co-dominance. The concept of co-dominance. Um, in the case of co-dominance, as you can deduce from the name, um, unlike in the case of incomplete dominance where the two of them cannot dominate each other, in this case, both the alleles in the heterozygous individuals are fully expressed. What we are saying here is that no one is, um, is is hiding for the other no new one are formed but rather the two of them appeared or appears in that way a totally new or the a totally new phenotype is generated which is like a a, a third phenotype is generated from those two because the two are coming together to form an entirely new um, arrangement that is different from the parents and a very good example is the human blood group remember that we have the blood group A and these are the ones that usually have antigen A on their body yes they have antigen A on the cell surface of the red blood cell we also have the blood group B 
and these ones too, they also have antigen B on the cell surface of the red blood. However, it is also possible, we have it in the case of some individuals who, when these two alleles came together, um, they were able to stay together to produce an heterozygous individual whereby both the antigen A and antigen B, they are added to that surface. Both the antigen A and antigen B can be found on that surface. And that's uh, the blood group, the people with blood group AB. So for those people in blood group AB, they are able to, one is not ready to, to, to be recessive for the other, or rather the two of them came together and in that way they are able to um, come up with a new blood group entirely whereby all the futures of A can be found as well as the futures of B can also be found. So we have the example of blood group as that of the co-dominance. The third one that we're going to look at is what we call linkage. Linkage. And our study or the study of um, an organism called Drosophilia reveals this. Remember that what Mendel said, which is the second law of Mendel, is that um, characters are independently sorted. They do not go together. They, they do their sorting independently. But it was observed that there are some certain characters that they do not sort themselves. In fact, they go together. And in the case of Dros Drosophilia, um, the body color and the wing shape has been noted that these two characters stay together. Um, so we, we can say that they are, their genes are, they are joined or they are linked. And that's why whatever happens to A will also happen to B. Uh, this, this is due to the fact that their genes, these genes are located on the same chromosomes. And so for genes that are on the same chromosome, they, there is that tendency that two or more genes that are on that chromosome will be segregated together in a genetic crossing. And that tendency is what we call linkage. Um, in humans, we have 23 linkage groups, and in Drosophilia, there are four linkage groups in that um, organism. So, this is also a little variance from what um, Mendel discovered. But uh, further studies have made this to be very are very clear. We still want to look at other ones too. Another of these um, observations is what we call sex determination, in which sex is determined by the sex chromosomes. Sex being determined by the sex chromosomes. As we all know, females usually produce two copies of X chromosomes, while the male produce one X chromosome and one Y chromosomes. Now, what has been noted is that um, the sex of the offsprings depends on the egg that is, that is being fertilized by either the X sperm cell or the Y sperm cell. That's what determines um, the child, whether it be male or female. Of course, we know that if it is X that fertilizes that of the egg, 
then makes the girl and if it is y then makes it a male now what uh, in what is interesting more is that only a few genes on the y chromosomes are active why the one on the s chromosomes many of the genes there they are very active and in fact unlike what mendel said that the two of them the two genes are meant to be active and they determine what happens but in this case of the uh, x and y chromosome the s chromosome seems to be behaving as if it is the only one present and that it is not in pair it's behaving why because most of that same gene on the y-axis is not active so it seems the only y the only the x chromosome the gene on the x chromosomes are the one determining uh, uh, what actually happens in the offspring that is formed um, the y chromosome the few of, of the genes on the y chromosome that are active which are not found on the uh, on the s chromosomes are the ones that only determines the development of the testes so when you see a child who happens to be a male or a female take note that the function of the y chromosomes in in that child being a male is just in the development of testes or um, in development of some body characteristics and not the sexual characteristics it's just it's just um it's just so to to make the point clearer what i'm trying to say here is that you won't be wrongly assume that it is the y chromosome that really makes one um, that makes all the necessary features in making one a male and that the s chromosome is um, what all that is required to make one a female but the point that must be noted here is that remember that we have 23 chromosomes and we said that 22 of them are autosomes why the x and y is just the last of them which is the sex chromosomes take note in determining sexual characteristics it is those 22 autosomes that actually determines them and not the sex chromosomes the sex chromosomes are only useful in the formation of um, body characteristics they are just in the formation of body characteristics and not of sexual characteristics so the sexual characteristics are a function of the 22 autosomes which is common in both the male and in the female the only difference there is that in terms of the reproductive organ that is what the s chromosome the y chromosome uh, for male will always help in bringing about the development so it must be noted here that the the sex chromosomes are not um, actually the ones that determine um, the sex of an individual no they are not they are not the one but rather they are the other autosomes which are present in the nucleus these are the ones that determine that so just a little or they just the, the sex chromosome will only do a little 
in just the making of or determination of sex um, of an individual. And that is in contrary with what Mendel said, because what Mendel said is that the two of them would, would play active role. The genes, each of the genes would be important in all of the decision or, or in all the features that you're going to see. However, it has been noted here that there could be a presence of a particular gene and yet it does not contribute majorly to um, the termination of the sex.